Welcome to the LALB Programming Hour with your host Leo and co-host Jeffrey. Say hello, Avery. Hello. And how was your lovely month of February with, excuse me, with Love Day? Uh, it was cold. It was cold outside. Emotionally or physically? No, outside. It was cold outside. Oh. <laughs> when you say cold, I think you're just like all sad and alone and just like, oh, woe is me with no Valentine. Oh, hippie. No, no, I got a nice happy Valentine's Day from my girlfriend, so it was, it was pretty good emotionally. Aw, that's cute. I had a nice little Minecraft date in the movie day, and we built a house, and like, yeah, you won't, you'll understand that when you're older. I, are you insinuating? <laughs> you won't understand the concept of mortgages and like taxes and all that stuff that I understand because I'm older. You're literally only a year older than me. You don't live in your own house. I live in my own Minecraft house with my own mortgage of Minecraft. You won't understand it. Ha, 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 you're old. Ha, ha. Oh, shut it. Mm, I'm not going to discuss this any further with you. Anyway, on the subject of that, today we're going to be talking about osteichthyes. Thank you. I'll never get that right. I promise. <laughs> Otherwise known as bony fish. That's easier to say. <laughs> yes, I'll probably call them bony fish. Um, this is the first class of anything on this podcast we talked about that has bones. bones. So they're not like cartilage bones. They're like they don't. They have bones. They are there, and we believe in solid bones. Yes. So, Avery, you want to tell me the subclasses? The two subclasses that are included in the osteophys class are actinoterigy and sarcoterigy. Wow, words. Yeah. So, going off of that, I will go on the structure of these fishes. So, like sharks, they have jaws with teeth in them, so they're like directly attached to the jaw. They are a bony skeleton, not a cartilage, but an actual, real-life bone skeleton. Mwah. Bony. They fish have... bones are terrible. They're so skinny. Have you ever been eating a fish and you got fish bones? <laughs> They're gross. Mm-hmm. Um, they have paired fins. They have four paired grills that are arches, so it's like, I would have described it as a, kind of like a, a slim crescent moon. Mm-hmm. Or like, if you have an arched doorway, how it's curved, that's how it's like. They have a simple intestine. Um, thank you. I am not good with words. A swim bladder, which Avery described in last episode, that helps the fish either go up or down. Yes. I thought it was for when they peed. I was wrong. Yeah, I'm not quite sure why they call it a bladder. That's what confused it, me. <laughs> I Well, I guess I don't really know what the textbook definition for bladder is, so. I don't either. I don't know. Um, they have a lateral line and a homo circle tail. Which is like the sharks, which is like a boomerang, but homo means the same, and hetero means different. Yeah, so the, like, the top and the bottom of it are the same shape or the different shape. Unlike sharks, which have a different shape, which is a hetero tail, mm-hmm. the homo circle tail is just the same. They contain three different types of scales. They had a cycloid? Yes, cycloid. Oh, I was right. They have, it's like layered, um, it's like layered circles, so it's like how we all draw the fish little pattern. That's, that's, that's that type of scale. They also have ganoid. Ganoid, yeah. Yes. Which is like a focused box, which is, it's focused on the points and it goes out from there. But it's like in a square shape, kind of. The scales aren't, but it's like the pattern goes out in a square pattern. Mm-hmm. So like you'll have ones on left, right, up, down. And they also have centoid. Centoid. Thank you. Which is like flat scales, so they think they just, oh, they go down just, wah. Um, they fertilize their song, um, their young, outside of the body, which is oviparity? Yes. Yes, they are oviparous. I did it. 
So, Avery, going off of that, what else do you want me to, what, like, describe? Tell me. Tell me things. Tell me more. Yes. Uh, so, uh, osteichthyes, my bad, uh, actually have two groups, um, that differ- differentiate with, uh, their digestive systems. Mm-hmm. So, cypernids have no stomach, How which do they are eat? carp. I've, I don't know, actually. Do they just not eat? No, they have to eat. <laughs> uh, well, maybe they don't. Well, they might not have a stomach, but they can still have, like, intestines. Oh, it's probably like the other fish, then. Or, like, the other things we just go to where they have something weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. then the group that do have stomachs. So that involves, like, cold water salmonids, mm-hmm. warm water catfish, mm-hmm. tilapia, eel, and grouper, and things tilapia like that. Tilapia is my favorite fish to eat. I hate catfish. It tastes too much like fish. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just, just thought I'd make that comment. <laughs> And they have different salinity tolerances that are classified as freshwater, brackish water, which is kind of like the midpoint between mm-hmm. fresh and salt water, and saltwater species. What does that mean, Avery? What do you What do you mean? The salinity tolerance. Oh, salinity tolerance. Yes. It means um, so if a fish is classified as a freshwater species, mm-hmm. their body is only made to process freshwater. Mm-hmm. So if you put them in salt water, their body wouldn't be able to handle all of the salt in the water. Oh, poor babies. So. Don't uh, murder your fish, children. Yeah, be careful to know uh, what kind of fish, you're, fish are classified as if you want to have them Don't in a tank. Don't put them in the ocean. If you think that's releasing them, they might die. That is correct. Continue. And uh, speaking of, like, filtering water... They have a bony flap of skin that protects their gills, known as the operculum. Cool. And uh, it contains both ray-finned fish and lobe-finned fish. And so um, they can have, like, different shaped fins, as well as, uh, like, how you were talking about the tails earlier. Mm -hmm. So the fins on the side of their body can also be different shapes. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. So going off the saline tolerance? Salinity tolerance. Salinity. Well, I'm sorry. Saline is a word, though. At least you got that. I thought it was saline. I forgot the okay. T somewhere, but it's okay. So going off of what Avery said about that, there are freshfish, brackish, and saltwater fish. Um, it also, depending on the tolerance level, may also different depending on what stage of life the species is in. So like they can be like freshwater when they're young, but like being able to be like saltwater when they're older, mm-hmm. something like that. So they can move from like a smaller place of freshwater when they're young too mm. like it's kind of like how uh salmon is how they can go from like the river uh, yeah. and down to the salt water and then come back mm-hmm. um dep- um so low and narrow adaptation in species is classified as stenholine yes and a wide range of adap- adaptation i can't speak today <laughs> is called uh yearling, i think yes so osmosis the process of movement of solvent across the premineral membrane permeable permeable membrane from a side with lower concentration to high concentration this is um where the this is where the it's primary where the gills are mm-hmm. so this is pretty much like how they filter salt water and like filter water in general mm-hmm. so it's different from salt water to fresh water salt water is hypertonic so the body um have hypertonic body fluid. So this means they tend to lose water to the environment and intake, um, so they intake water and release excess salt. While freshwater fish is hypertonic. So they take water, they are taking water from the environment. This means they release the water, um, uptake, and retain the salt. Yeah. So they process 
things differently. Interesting. You want to tell us about how they make these babies? They reproduce? I sure will. Because it is love month. I wish you had not have said that right next to my ear. I didn't say right next to your ear. I said (laughs) close. Not right. This is right next to your ear. Please don't. (laughs) So, as far as reproduction goes, um, the gametes, which are sex cells, are Mm -hmm. only produced during the spawning seasons. Oh. And Mm -hmm. there's two different categories Mm -hmm. of... Um, like, I guess spawners is what you would call them. Okay. So, fractional spawners produce eggs continuously throughout their life and spawn often. Makes sense. While batch spawners release all their eggs in a short period of time and have, like, a set time of year that's, like, a spawning season. Is it kind of like with salmon? Yes. So, they would be batch spawners. Okay. Uh, the egg size and amount of eggs are inversely related, and mm. the egg number depends on the size of the females in the species. Makes sense. And uh, once again, there's two more groups within the class. Get it. So there are fish that have semilparity, which they spawn and then they die. Like salmon. Exactly. Which makes me sad. (laughs) Well, and then then there's the opposite of that, which is iteroparity, which is repeated spawning. So they do it multiple times throughout their life. Makes sense. And similar to chondrichthys that we talked about last episode, Mm -hmm. some species will guard their eggs and or their young. Mm-hmm. and some don't. Mm-hmm. Um, they even have a few nest building groups that um, will build a nest and like hide their brood. Aww. And they also have a group called bears, which carry the eggs um, or the babies, which are called fry. <gasps> and they can Aww. carry them externally or within their mouth, kind of like crocodiles and alligators. They're called fry. Mm-hmm. That's so cute. Fry. Weird, but cute. So... So there are some actually strange factors into your reproduction. So, something that can factor into it is changes of sun duration. Hmm. Along with that is also temperature change, makes sense. Presentation of opposite sex, current tides, current and tides, moon phases, which is a strange one, isn't it? That is kind of strange. Yes. And presence, um, presence of spawn areas, which also makes sense, though. Mm-hmm. Some re- as you said earlier, some reproduce multiple times a year, some once and specifically, as you mentioned, or I kept mentioning, the Pacific Salmon, which reproduces once and dies. Now, I do have the particular species you were talking about that were in those little subcategories of reproduction. Oh, yeah. How they protect their eggs. So, jawfish are the ones that hold the fertilized eggs in their mouth. So, that's cool. We actually saw a picture of that. It looks adorable, but weird. Oh, yeah. There's just, like, a, a mini version of the fish, like, sticking out of its mouth. I thought it was eating it. Avery had explained to me that was its baby. I'm like, oh. So he, it's a cannibal. He's just holding him gently. <laughs> That's what Avery had explained to me. I thought he was eating a fish, and then I thought he was eating his kin. He wasn't. I was wrong. It's okay. Um, as you also said, some protect, such as the male bowfish. They fiercely guard their families, like an angry father trying to swing you off his daughter. Yeah, sounds about right. And then a thing about you said the nest is also sticklebacks. They can trust these large, elaborate nests to care for 30 to 100 fries. Or as I like to call them, kiddos. All right. They're babies. So, as you can see, they do have more parenting skills. It's just most of them don't. There are some species, though, that do try to care for their children like a good parent should. Mm-hmm. So, Avery, I think that's all the time we have. Oh, already? Oh, no. It's so sad to go. <laughs> so, I think we're signing off. Say bye, Avery. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to the LALB Programming Hour. See you later.